0: China. China. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, hey it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Hello, beautiful human. We have Kesha in the studio. Hey. <laughs> Back to cats. Um, They matter. Why, they do. Why are you a cat person over a dog person?
1: Because cats are a little bitchy. <laughs> and they're like, you have to earn their love. Yes. So when you get it, it feels so... Like such a reward.
0: I totally understand that, and I feel like I go after cats in real life, like Like
1: female cats.
0: Well, no, 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 like people who are like
1: cats. (laughs) Yes, like feline as humans.
0: Yeah, like this idea that I get what you're saying because the love is sweeter when you work hard for it. Yeah, you got to work for it when it's a challenge. It's like climbing that mountain, getting to the top, seeing the view. Yeah, and
1: you finally get a cat pet. Yeah,
0: and the cat loves you and wants to hang out with you and for like three seconds,
1: and then it on your bed <laughs> that's my personal experience
0: <laughs> i go after in life people who don't really want me i want i want to like i want to challenge i, I want to like you want the chase i want to work that's
1: like natural animal instincts i think it, so
0: it's kind of I, I don't want to be an animal
1: I, 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 you I'll, are an animal i hate to break you you're
0: by the way i am an animal as a fan of you <laughs> yes
1: but you're also just an animal living on this
0: weird earth which by the way th- that ties into your brand new record Everything in my life does. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, that's a part of the process and why it is true, right? Because your records and we'll, di- I can't wait to dive in. I'm Me so too. excited.
1: I'm excited too. I'm like super curious what you've heard.
0: and well, I've you- only heard Raising Hell.
1: Oh, okay. Amazing.
0: But okay, let's, your music is you. You are many things. You've said that many times, right? Like,
1: Yeah, I think we all are. And I think that the less we can put each other in boxes, the better.
0: Does your music always reflect that? Is that why you can't hammer one sound?
1: Well, I can hammer it. I just, you know, it's song by song. Because I just refuse to be one thing because I feel like that, especially being a female in, in entertainment, like, people really want to put you in one box. And, you know, if you're lucky, you get two. But I'm just all the things, like totally emotional and then very grounded and it can all happen within the matter of 30 minutes and then I can be madly in love and just like want to break up with the same person in a matter of 30 seconds so I feel like you can be all of these things I'm a songwriter I'm an artist I'm a performer I yodel (laughs) like all this stuff so I feel like you know and it goes with like sexuality And just being a person of the world, I feel like we all just are, we shouldn't have to put each other in boxes. I
0: couldn't agree with you more. And by the way, the fact that your music can reflect every different chapter or version of you and as you evolve, that to me is like a real artist, right? Somebody who can take their reality and turn it into something that, I don't know, is just so much bigger.
1: Well, I think that... Anybody that makes art wins. So it's not even just like whether or not I'm an artist. I've decided that I feel comfortable saying I'm an artist because that's what I've devoted my entire life to. But I think anyone that makes art is an artist. And As someone that cooks really well, that's, that's an art within itself. Um, so if you make art, you're an artist. And it doesn't matter if it's good or bad art because who gets to decide what is good and what is bad art? art all art is subjective. So if you make art, you win. So I just encourage everybody to make things because I think creatively, just creating anything is good for your soul.
0: Have you ever felt like you were put into a box?
1: Oh, God, yeah. But not like it hasn't been necessarily a self-proclaimed box. It's been more of an external projection box. I get it. And I would like to not adhere to any of those uh, boundaries and genres and kind of conform to anything Especially a projection of an idea of who I am because it's other people's perspective.
0: That's it. It's not you.
1: No. And I feel like I'm like a bit of a rainbow chameleon thing. You are so,
0: yeah. not somebody else's opinions or thoughts. No. You are your I own.
1: all the things. And, I, have, and trust yeah. me, I got all of them. I have like a million things going on. So you can't just label me as one or two.
0: Isn't that freeing though? When you can finally be like, yo, me who I am in my truest self could be what... Becomes my art.
1: Well, I really think, and this might be like a little crazy sounding, but I had my aura red and it was my favorite color of this like turquoise ocean blue. So ever since that moment, I was like, I'm just like a blob, a blue blob with the skin suit and my aura changes colors. So I just feel like I'm a floating aura blob in a skin suit
0: how do you <laughs> <laughs> so how, how, how do you take that and focus that into a record
1: well once I accepted I'm just an aura blob floating in a skin suit then I was like this is great I, I have no boundaries and I can just do whatever the f I I want can I say yeah you're cool okay. <laughs> so I just like can do whatever I want to and some people will like it some people won't I've accepted that that it's all, it's all good
0: by the way like Amazing things to realize in life because once you realize these things that you've just stated, right, or a blob, yes. the fact that, like, who really gives a fuck what other people think, yeah, you really can be free.
1: And it doesn't matter, like, success is your own definition of success. Like, some people's success, including my own old version of success, has totally changed in the past 10 years. Like, my version of success now is am I doing something that I like? And I am proud of. And if that's a yes, then I feel successful. It doesn't matter if one person listens to the song or a hundred people or however many people. That's not how I base success anymore. It's not off of a number out of an external confirmation. It's more just personal.
0: How, how do you get there? Because it, it is a quest because there must have been some point in your life. Where you hung on to numbers and sales or conferences I actually whatever.
1: never looked at numbers because even if it's, like, a big number or a smaller number, I never knew, like, exactly what that meant anyways. So I was never, like, one of the people that tracked my numbers on things. And quite frankly, any time in my younger, much, much younger years, I ever tried Googling myself, it was just, like, horrific. I would just be like, no! <laughs> Close the computer and, like, throw it across the room. So I... Decided to never Google myself again. That was one thing that helped me find a little more inner peace. And yeah, and then I just don't let anything external determine my happiness or my sense of success or what I'm proud of or what I'm happy with. I get to choose. Nobody else gets to tell me how I am. I get to choose.
0: How is that evident in this brand new album that is coming?
1: Well, I think that I... And I've I said this, I don't know if you've seen the album trailer that I put out, but hmm, I just kind of I had to address some certain very serious issues on the last record, which was intentional on Rainbow. And it was an extremely cathartic, therapeutic whole conversation and narrative an experience for me and I wanted to make a record that is indicative of where I am right now in my life and right now I want to express joy and hope in a world that is not totally full of that all the time and also I do think there's a beauty to the escapism that is pop music and I want to bring people joy because I know that when I'm in the shower and I just woke up and I get to kind of make up my mind about how the day is going to go. I put on some happy music, and I try to feel as good as possible. And I, I really think that it is underestimated how far just three minutes of positivity and fun can go. And I'm not talking about my own music. I'm talking about just any positive, happy music. It really can change your mood. It can set up your whole day differently, and I wanted to contribute to that culture of helping... Not only myself, but whoever else want to put on a song and feel good.
0: It starts with you, and then it's everybody else, right?
1: Well, I definitely always have my fans in mind. And then I also have taken in, obviously, the political climate of the world, which is chaotic. And taking a step back, I wanted to contribute something that was myself. It's genuine to where I am in my life, but also something that makes people feel really good because we need that.
0: So, Raising Hell. Yeah. Featuring Big Frida.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Let's shake what the good Lord gave us. Yes. Amen. Shake it up. My favorite line. Bounce it up
1: and down where the good Lord split it.
0: Come on. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you know, this lyric really stood out to me. Can I get an amen? Uh, this is for the misfits of creation. Take this as your holy validation. I probably said that a little wrong.
1: You don't need to hide. We're celebrating. This is our salvation. So that part is there are levels to this song. And I think the very surface level is nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. And doing bad things is sometimes really, really fun. So I can be a good-hearted, well-intentioned person and still like to go out and be just a naughty, crazy, wild person sometimes. Yes. But I'm still a good person. I just like sometimes am a little debaucherous and wild. And I think you can have that dichotomy of being a good person and also liking to go out and like do whatever it is Party? you like to do. Party your face off and or I don't know, fill in the blank, whatever you like to do. Sometimes Good girls know how to get hard, too. Yeah, that's my favorite lyric yeah. of the song. <laughs> it's because I feel like I am a good person. I try very hard to be. But then I also, you know, I like to do bad stuff sometimes.
0: Zach Sang Cho. Yo, beautiful human. If you're considering going back to school, you really should ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University really is the perfect school for you. ASU offers over 200 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree that you would on campus from wherever you are on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. If this is of any interest to you, seriously, text Zach, Z-A-C-H, to 35517. You'll get more information. Learn for yourself why The Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. Learn more right now about ASU online degree programs. Just text Zach to 35517. That is Z-A-C-H to 35517. Zach Sangcho. When does this record come to you? Is, is, it, is it after doing something bad and then <laughs> yeah. having you question? Yeah, and then I wake
1: up and I'm like, damn, that was fun. That doesn't make me a bad person. That was super fun, and I had the best time ever, and now I'm super inspired to go in the studio And work and talk about it and encourage people to just be all sides of themselves. And it doesn't have to take away from the fact that you can have a very good heart and enjoy doing kind of naughty things.
0: By the way, like, very, very, very true. And there are some hungover moments where, like, I've woken up and I'm like, oh, like, did that actually happen? It happens.
1: Yeah. But it's not like it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't define me. No, it doesn't define you. It doesn't make you a bad person, especially as a woman thinking about drinking. I've gotten. For that my entire career so I'm used to that by now but <laughs> I'm like a 32 year old woman that is responsible about it I do not feel bad about going out and having a good time I will not apologize for it I'm over feeling guilty about it it is such archaic bullshit
0: Louder. I mean technically you're the <laughs> loudest one could get with this topic you have well, a record about it I sure do <laughs> who do you call into the studio when it's time to create this
1: Um. well my mom I, and... Which is, I love
0: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she gets me. <laughs> she made me. She gets me. Uh, my friend Rabel, who's also on his own, such an amazing artist, like amazing singer songwriter. But we also co-wrote a huge portion of this record together. He's one of my best friends. And Frida, I met on the Kesha cruise, which cool sounds insane. It was insane but it was super fun. And that's, like, we, like, met, and then we got matching tattoos, and it was just a whole thing, that's, and so... That's what happens. That's when, what happens. When you
0: meet somebody for the first time.
1: <laughs> and then you have a song together. I don't know. It's just what happens in my life. That's amazing. And then, and then, um... I don't know if I'm allowed to tell about... Well, I don't know. Whoa. Well, May I? About the other people on the record? Okay, cool. So it's, like... All sides of things. So the singles obviously like uplifting, like be you and have fun and bad stuff makes you feel alive. So go get, you know, go do your thing. Have fun.
0: But when when you call in your mom, right, And, and, and Rabel, your best friend, yes, two people you're clearly incredibly comfortable with. Yeah. And I trust and we can just go for it. I love the relationship you have with your mom. Because it is so unique.
1: I know. But we just have not had like, it's never been one of those things where it's like, we can't talk about this. We can't talk about that. Since the beginning, we've written songs together. So we wrote a song called Cannibal about dismembering and eating men. So, I mean, it's like really never been this very um, uncomfortable with being open kind of relationship. We're very comfortable with being open.
0: Which is so beautiful. Because, it is.
1: It's also probably unconventional.
0: Oh, 150%. <laughs> <laughs> because you're obviously incredibly comfortable together, but at the same time, these records must bring you closer.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's actually like a wonderfully bonding moment, I find, but it's also my entire family, when we get home for Christmas, we'll just start playing music together, which, as I've learned by talking to other people, is really weird. But- but like I can't cook, so that's how we bond: is we like make
0: music. <laughs> this is how I contribute.
1: <laughs> it is. We garden and write songs and play with animals and save animals. That's like our bonding experience as a
0: family. So, you tell your mom everything. But yeah, most things. She she knows most of the stuff. Do you like this record in particular? Right, R- raising hell. This song. Yes. D- do you hold any details back from the bad things you did that make you question oh, whether God, or
1: not? Oh, God, no. She knows. <laughs> she <laughs> totally—she knows. She knows. Whatever. And, like, the thing is, I'm—like, the song is about—I have a really empathetic, loving heart. So she knows that if I'm being, like, a bit of a jackass one night, it's because I need to let off a little steam or I'm celebrating or whatever— <laughs> And my true self is like, I, I just love everybody. Wanted them to be happy. That's a lot of what that song is about too. Is making people feel comfortable, knowing that you don't have to to be defined by one action or one mistake. People make mistakes, and you can still be a good person, and you don't have to let somebody else define that for you. I also grew up in the South, where there's a lot of religion going around and i've just always been fascinated with religion so the video has a lot of religious kind of iconography in it and the end the quote that you pulled up this is for the can i get an amen yes this is for the misfits of creation you don't have to hide we're celebrating this is our salvation all of that is is kind of also on a deeper level than just The surface level of the song is like, have fun, raise some hell while you're alive. While we're here, have fun. You're good. You don't feel guilty. But then the underlying message, especially at that ending part, is anyone, especially I've found a lot of LGBTQ members have felt distanced from the church. And I feel like you can have your own connection with whatever spirituality and certain kinds of religiousness that don't have to... Make you feel excluded, and I find when I go to a show that is either someone I love, like I went and saw Neil Young recently, I felt like I was part of the Neil Young church for that (laughs) night, and I was just basking in that. So I want to give people a place to come and just dance and be themselves and feel totally comfortable and free to be whatever, whoever, look however, just whatever that makes them happy and comfortable.
0: Do you feel like you're a misfit of creation?
1: Oh, dear God, yes.
0: Very much so. You got to be one to lead one.
1: I mean, I'm just part of the crowd. But I want to give people, like, my dream was always to have, like, a safe place where people can come and be themselves and feel comfortable. And it's all love and it's good vibes. And then we also can go totally... Ap- so, Hell hopefully yeah. this song is going to... um. What's the word I'm looking for? It's going to encourage people to feel free and wild. Safely. And safely and included and, s- like, celebrating it.
0: You brought up religion. Your view of God is, you, or you were on record saying, you view God as nature and space and energy and the universe. Yeah. Do you believe in heaven and hell?
1: Um, I do believe that, you, oh, I think one of the great things about life is no one knows what happens when we die. I think that's one of the driving forces of humanity is trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how to make sure you go to a good place or avoid the bad place and all of this stuff. But really, at the end of the day, none of us know for 100% for sure. And I love that that's a great mystery of life. But I do think that while you're here on Earth, and experiencing other people experiencing everything that's from your perspective like all of this is from my perspective I feel like I create the heaven and hell within choosing the actions that I choose so if I choose to be honest if I choose to be positive if I choose to not find negativity in something else and kind of take the high road, ironically, in my mind, then I'm creating kind of a heaven for myself because I know that I have this life to create that. When I make poor choices or lie or hide or do those things, and I feel like garbage, and that's Hell. hell. So I kind of am trying to create a little bit of heaven for myself on earth by just being open and honest and free and positive and all the good stuff because after we go you have no idea so i'm praying if there is a heaven and hell i get to go the fun one whichever (laughs) that one is
0: (laughs) but you're doing it now yeah i
1: i just believe that we have all we have is right here right now so i might as well just enjoy it and be as positive as possible and then it creates a better environment of life so i'm not so much worried about where i go when i die as where i am right now
0: beautiful yeah. I've never heard it explained like that. and I really respect that and appreciate it. And I right. understand it.
1: Yeah. Just like you kind of create your own heaven and hell. Depending on your choices and your mentality. And I especially find that in being honest. Like I love. And you'll hear more of my record soon. But just. You can just truly be yourself. And as long as. You, I'm not ashamed of myself. And. Even pulling a a quote from the song Praying, it's like, I'm proud of who I am. The more I can embrace that, the better I feel here. And the more I can help other people, the better I feel here. So it's creating this, like, debaucherous and raucous but heavenly atmosphere because it's fun and I'm enjoying myself.
0: And it's rooted in honesty. Yeah. You don't need to try to be something you're not or focus on hiding things or
1: just be you. Or just, like, negativity, not only myself Uh. but other people. I try to just be positive about it all beautiful i mean i'm not perfect at it don't get me wrong
0: you take the high road <laughs> as much as possible
1: sometimes that song and title is slightly misleading and once you hear the song you'll understand why
0: interesting is it gonna, is that the title of the album
1: uh, <laughs> okay yeah i can tell yes it is the title of the album
0: <laughs> what does the backwards candle represent
1: um the candle is of it's a three dimensional photo of my face. I think I had about a thousand cameras pointed at my face so that is a picture of my face then we made it into a candle and it it represents a lot of things but I think the fact that life is finite and to just, be in the moment as much as possible the melting candle not to sound too morbid but it's like life and also i found kind of like i told you earlier that i've become less and less attached to like the physical it's really fun to play with it's like a wonderful christmas tree i get to decorate but it's also not all about just the outward it's also a lot about the inward
0: you just said something you're out it's like a christmas tree yeah you are always different. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like even the visuals for Raising Hell, you look like somebody who I'd see on my TV trying to force me to give to the church. Perfect. And then that is what I was going for. You would definitely fly in a private jet afterwards. <laughs> would I? Yeah, no, m- no, that woman.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, d- see, she might be in an Astro van. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe she's working towards like Joel Osteen status. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, but yeah, it's the truth. You're always different. You are a chameleon.
1: Yeah. I mean, so is everybody.
0: So your art and your physical appearance, they do connect?
1: Yeah, I mean, of course it's fun to play with. That's like kind of what I think about it. I think it's the less you connected and defined by it, you can be, at least for me, the freer I feel. Like just having fun with it. I have a lot of, like, my glasses are ridiculous, my <laughs> outfit is ridiculous, my shoes are ridiculous, my nails are f***ing ridiculous. But it's really fun for me. I have really stupid tattoos. But, like, what? I'm having fun.
0: And that's a matter.
1: <laughs> and that's a matter. So I encourage everybody to have fun with that, too. And it just used to define me so much about ten years ago. I was so obsessed with just looking perfect, and now I could not care less than anybody else projects onto me because there is no real definition of what perfect look lo- looks like. And I yes. feel like people will like, you know, that my hair is dark and a lot of people won't. And it's not my problem and it's not my business. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just tried a different hair color. I got a lot of comments that were like, are you on crack? And I was like, because I dyed my hair dark? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Also, because I dyed my hair dark. <laughs> but so I just think people should be able to experiment and play in life because it is it is not infinite. These bodies are, we don't have them forever, so have fun with them. And try different hair colors if you want to.
0: Did you find your rainbow?
1: I think I'm like living in it right now. I'm super excited about it.
0: So, hell yeah. <laughs> are, were you living in your rainbow while riding High Road?
1: Uh, you know, it's. When you hear the whole record, there's definitely like some very up songs that are really fun that are just connected to joy and all the stuff i have been talking about. And then there are some super introspective, not joyful, really sad songs because I think that's the dichotomy of being a human being is you can't just be one thing. Like I told you earlier, you're all the things and I'm a super emotional person. So one day I'll be having the best day of my life and the next day I might be contemplating what, my life would be like if I had had a father figure. There's a song on the record like that. So it's not that you have to constantly live 100% in joy. I think that that's nearly impossible. I mean, maybe it is possible, but I'm not Buddha. So I don't know. But I find that when I express my feelings and my thoughts into art and I create, then it helps me cope and move through the emotions. And you're almost listening to me sort out a you're, therapy,
0: yeah, you're inside. session
1: in a couple of these songs.
0: Is Rainbow a healing album for you?
1: Rainbow is such. It's I almost think of Rainbow and High Road as this like yin and yang, where one was addressing and becoming comfortable with vulnerability, and you know, really, I felt like I had so much to prove to myself, and there was like a. It just felt so, it just felt like a lot. But then it was like a huge release when it came out. And after that album, I didn't really know exactly what sound to make. Like I went to the studio and I was like, I I really don't know because I love so many different kinds of music. And really in my heart and my soul, I love pop music. Like I can be a cheesy. I love pop music. And I just kind of embraced that side of it too I love the stooges I love Iggy pop like but I also love pop music that just on the first listen makes you want to shake your ass and have fun and roll the windows down and yell at the song at the top of your lungs so I kind of hopefully on this record hopefully on this record you'll hear me embracing the sides where I just love pop music unapologetically I don't find it to be a guilty pleasure i find it to just be an absolute pleasure <laughs> yeah.
0: when you're working with your mom right and you're doing a record like about your dad
1: that one i didn't write with her that one i actually wrote it was mostly it was mostly inner dialogue and i was just on the mic talking Wow! so it came out very like stream of consciousness and it was something i never intended on talking about in a song and definitely not as publicly as it's about to be talked about. But I played it for a friend of mine who had a very different situation with her father, but an absentee father. And she was like, you have to put this out. Cause I wasn't initially going to, cause it's so personal. She's and she just, she called me like after she heard it and she was like, you have to, there are going to be so many people that can relate to this. So you know, that one's kind of for her. The,
0: the the free-flowing nature of how that song came to be, I mean, usually, you know, when somebody writes a song, like, it doesn't just, you're not just sitting in front of a microphone, like, just speaking into existence, essentially. like Yeah. So, do you feel like that message has been inside of you for a long time?
1: I don't know. I really sat down that day and did not intend to write that song at all. It kind of wrote itself, and I felt more like a conduit for some sort of Subconscious information that I needed to get out. And like, as it was happening, I was sitting there being like, I hate this. I hate this. But it's happening. And it's happening, and I hate it. And the two men I was working with both have children and were just so moved by it. And that was really inspiring to me because, you know, it's about growing up without a father figure. And I just remember I was with two men that feel so safe and so kind and so gentle and they just kind of left me alone and they're like, just keep doing this. It doesn't have to go anywhere if you don't want it to, but I think it's really important because whatever's coming out of your mouth right now obviously is coming from somewhere, so just let it, it happen. not stop it. Yeah, and then you can decide what to do with this later. So, it was really just by being surrounded by really safe, encouraging, kind people and especially some men surprisingly writing a song about not having a father figure you would think that would be maybe more sensitive but it was i don't know i was very encouraged by being surrounded by these fathers that were moved by the song
0: hopefully it serves as a cautionary tale
1: (laughs) well they all were like i want to go home and hug my babies and i was like you should
0: has that ever happened to you where a song flowed like that or before
1: yeah some of them come really fast and some of them don't like I remember Your Love Is My Drug. I wrote that one with my mom, and that one came out in, like, 20 minutes. It was a quickie. And then there are some that take ages. trying to think which one took the longest on this record. I don't know. A couple of them take, you know, really going in and dissecting parts and pieces, and then some just kind of happen.
0: When you play that record for your mom, what is her reaction? Can she listen as your mom, or does she listen from, like, the artist's perspective and— you know, is
1: that it- one was probably the hardest because she felt bad. But the thing is, I have the utmost respect for my mom. She is an amazing she's both mother and father to me. And she held space for the feminine and the masculine. And I wouldn't change how I was raised in a million years. And I have so much respect for women that have children on their own, which is exactly what she wanted to do for single parents. And it has nothing to do with wanting any of my life to be different it was just what if it was a curiosity stream of consciousness conversation I was having with myself about huh I wonder what life would be like if this were different so at first she was feeling like it was personal to her and I was like this has nothing to do with you nothing at all like this purely has to do with my experience on this earth and how it would be different under a different circumstance so once I explained that to her. And I was like, she's the best mom in the world. She's like a superhero. I love her so much. And I've like talked about her and written with her. And she's so talented. And she's a badass. For Dude, being a single mother is fucking hard. And like I have so much respect for it. So it has nothing to do with wanting anything to be different.
0: It's your relationship is so fascinating to me because it is. It is so deep, and with every record, you grow closer and closer. And yeah, I don't know. And she's an incredible woman, she's like, she's
1: an incredible woman and an incredible person. And she has taught me to never give up, and she's taught me that I can do anything I want. And especially, even with the way she had me without a father figure involved, it made me realize you don't have to depend on anyone else but yourself. Like, you can, and if you find love, it's beautiful. But you know, yeah, and in watching her. There's no exact way a family is supposed to look either. The same way that a woman is supposed to be X, Y, or Z. No, the same way that a family is supposed to look like X, Y, or Z. It's just not true. I think it's all made up by society. And I frankly wasn't raised in an environment that it was just like very not conventional, which is very normal to me. And I would like to normalize any of the stigmas that go along with any of that stuff.
0: So, What is unconventional anymore? Nothing.
1: Kind of nothing. And that's how it should be because people should feel comfortable to just be whoever they are under whatever genre or non-genre that they feel like being. And I feel like they shouldn't have to be – they shouldn't have to feel like you have to define yourself in any way, shape, or form.
0: Just choose to be you.
1: Yeah. Louder.
0: (laughs) What are you thinking over there? Was it hard to write pop songs again after Rainbow?
1: I mean, the truth is that, like, I love pop songs so much that so it's actually harder for me to not write a pop song. Oh. Like, I love pop songs. And I, cause I love the instant gratification of like a really catchy pop song. There's nothing that brings me more joy. And I don't know. It took me a while to be able to even say that because I felt like it sounded so uncool, but I like pop music. Like,
0: eat me. <laughs> <laughs> do, do records for you start only in the studio, or will you keep voice memos? Do oh, you keep all notes? the things.
1: Oh, voice memos. I have hundreds and hundreds. I, I, yeah, when I go on hikes, I write. When I go on bike rides, I hike. When I'm at the beach, I hike. When I'm sleeping, or what was I saying? You, you, I said I you, was hiking. Yes. I've, no, well, I was, I've was. i been on lots of hikes recently. Okay, so when I'm at the beach, I write. When I'm sleeping, I I write. When I'm hiking, I write. And what did I recently, yeah, like yesterday I was on a hike and I was writing a song. So that's where that came from.
0: (laughs) Are you, when you're like on the move, are you doing lyrics? Are you like humming melodies? Like what is it?
1: It's both. It's whichever one is like mostly on my mind.
0: So like on this last hike, was it on the hike
1: uh, yesterday? Yeah. So on the hike yesterday, that's why that was on my mind. Is I was thinking about how, what was the line? They say you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone and i would like to live in a place where i appreciate things while i have it because inevitably everything is always changing and change is the only constant in life so i would like to try to appreciate things while i have it and not have and defy the cliche of you only know what you have when it's gone needed yeah people
0: fear change
1: yeah i mean change is scary i think that's a natural animal instinct is like I moved houses, and my cats are totally freaked out. I think it's totally natural to fear change. But change is the only constant in life. So the more I can come to terms with accepting that things will change and probably will continue to change forever, the more at peace I'm going to be when there is change.
0: Yeah, because you come to terms with it. Yeah. Change is the only constant. Now that the pop songs are back, will you add the dollar sign back in, or is that gone forever?
1: I can't tell you. I have a secret thing on my record that you don't know about yet, but you'll have an answer to that very, very soon.
0: Okay. <laughs> but the there should be a ceremony.
1: Whether I mean, isn't with... this whole thing? Isn't this a ceremony? Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> I, I just want to see like a giant, like version of the dollar sign. I mean, somewhere. you'll see
1: something. Maybe. Let's just say she might make a feature. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's a big deal.
1: <laughs> wow. I just had a lot of fun with this record, and I hope people. I hope it's contagiously fun, because I feel like it's what the world needs—is fun, good vibes, and fun. And and you know, I used to not understand it, but escapism in pop songs or silly movies that just make you laugh or it's vital—it's it is vital to give your brain a little bit of a vacation from oh. the harsh realities of what's going on.
0: We the people need it. Yeah, you were talking about change. Has your life changed recently? Like, do you still party a lot? Are you going out or is that not really who you are anymore?
1: Well, I'm not dead. So I do still go out.
0: <laughs> she goes out of her
1: house. I do leave my home. Once a week. I, I do go out. I just, like, have never been one to go where there's necessarily, like, loads of cameras catching what I do. I like to party with my, like, super homies in dive bars. So we go pretty undetected. We go under the radar. But yeah, I think that there's a healthy amount. I've been working a lot and I've been like traveling around a lot. But then I also celebrate what I get to do because this is the best job. I put that in like quotations because not even a job is my life. I have the best job life situation ever. And I feel so lucky and I am so grateful And to be able to put out music and then continue to put out music, I'm just, like, lucky to have the fans I have. They've been so amazing. They've been constantly on my side and constantly just there for me and at the shows. Even before I could put out Rainbow, they were there. We're playing small clubs. So I just feel lucky. I feel like in a place of immense gratitude. And do I go out? Sure. And do I celebrate? (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a date for the album?
1: I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> January 10th. <laughs> <laughs> the, hair, the hair wall is my favorite. <laughs> January
0: 10th. It's done.
1: Yes. I. It is done. I'm just finishing mastering it.
0: Whoa. We had uh, Dolly Parton, The Dab Kings, Eagles of Death Metal on the last.
1: Yes. And- so this one on the single, we have Big Frida. Yes. Obsessed. Like, special, so special. And we have matching tattoos of dead fish on our hands. So we're bonded for life.
0: What is it about a death, dead fish? I don't know.
1: We were on a cruise boat. Yeah. <laughs> so dead fish around know. you? I don't know. I don't know. And um Rabel I've collaborated with cool on this record a lot. And he's just like the greatest, most joyous, joyful human being on the earth and a great songwriter and singer. And one of my... Secret things that I guess I'm allowed to talk about is there's one song called Resentment that is featuring Sturgill Simpson and Brian Wilson. Whoa!
0: Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. What is it? How did? What is it like working with uh, with Brian? Because like he's on another level, and
1: it's like that. I'm still trying to process. I've only said it out loud about twice, three times because I'm just... It's a lot. It's a lot. The Beach Boys are one of the most integral parts of my becoming a musician. Melodically, lyrically, everything with the harmonies.
0: And also music as a whole. Like at large. And music as a whole.
1: No, it's... I can't. So, I don't have words. Do you start
0: that record with him in the room or do you come in with stuff? No. I, the,
1: the record was written and then i am one to just take shots in the dark and i'm very used to like the worst thing that can happen is they say no (laughs) so if someone says no it's the same thing as if i never asked yeah so i might as well ask why not and then when he was like sure i'll add some vocals to it (gasps) that i just about like died i like literally spent lots of time crying and (laughs) It's still, like, a lot. And I'm, like, scared to tell people because it just feels surreal. But also Sturgill Simpson is, wow. like, another person. I'm just, like, speechless at the lineup on that one song. That's just on one song, is the two of them. So I'm really excited for people to hear that one. Again, that's another one that is addressing a very important emotion, I feel, like, in human psychology is resentment. And it's usually a lot of times it's underneath fear, underneath fighting. And I haven't really like heard it addressed as much as at least it's affected my life. So I really wanted to put out a song that does talk about it because I think it's a really important emotion to acknowledge because it's at the root of a lot of issues. And then if you can kind of unearth that, you can solve a lot of other things.
0: It really is Is at the core.
1: For a lot of like I don't know when you get jealous or you get it's resentment. Yeah. I get you get resentful, and then once you can kind of talk about it, then it makes me at least feel a lot lighter and more free once you- I can address those things.
0: Wait, hold on. You have a cruise?
1: Yes. Okay. What so the- I've never been. or I had never been on a cruise before. So make your own. I. <laughs> Booked a Kesha cruise. (laughs) And I have no idea what to expect. And I had the greatest four days. It was so much fun. And it was... It was like a floating island of rainbows and dreams and glitter and magicalness. It was so fun. And everyone was so happy. And people were taking care of each other. And they were also like gambling and jumping off things into the pool. And yeah. then we went to the Bahamas and there was a tattoo artist on board and I got a tattoo and,
0: and that's a dead fish
1: and it's a dead fish. And it matches with big Frida who's on my new single.
0: <laughs> so you met big Frida on the cruise. Was she just like a normal patron or did you invite no, her?
1: I invited big Frida because I'm such a huge fan. And then I was watching her show And I was in the middle of getting ready for my show because I was playing right after her. And just to paint the picture, it's kind of like a little festival on a cruise ship with a pool and a tattoo place. And then there's like a jewelry store and a giant bar and a tennis court. It is legitimately your own cruise. It's, yeah, it was crazy. I did not know what to expect. Let me just preface it with that. Like I was like, this could be... The most amazing thing ever, or it could be a little bit of a disaster. Who knows? And I went, and I was so fun, and it was so—it was like exactly what I've always wanted in my entire life. It was people going totally nuts, but feeling really safe and kind of taking care of each other. That's leaving cruise. notes on each other's doors. I remember I went down and just like left a bunch of notes on people's doors, and I would join different people's sets and just sneak on stage. and That's amazing. It's so fun. If you want to go on a cruise and watch a bunch of music and maybe get a tattoo and be free to do whatever you want, I encourage you to
0: come because I, it's really fun. You're doing another one in October. Yes. I kind of want to go. You should. You just sold me. It's really fun. Dan, you want to go? Sure. Are you a cruise <laughs> bro? You might wake up with a tattoo. <laughs> I get seasick, but I'm down to try it. You
1: know what? It's actually such a big boat.
0: Can't feel it. That you
1: can't feel it. Oh, it's perfect. just kind of like you're floating around. It's like a mini festival, but you can be as loud as you want because you're surrounded by the ocean.
0: Do, do you perform every night?
1: I perform. How many times did I perform? I kind of like impromptu performed a couple different times, but I had like two proper shows. That's cool. And then we did a lip sync for your lifeboat. So you can come and lip sync Whoa. for your lifeboat.
0: So I have to sing in order to survive?
1: Uh, no, you don't get, like, thrown off the boat or, like, walk the plank. But whoever wins, I forget what they won. I think they just got to parade around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you sing timber on this boat ride? Because the lyrics could be a little weird on a boat.
1: It's going down. Oh, I'm yelling timber. I see what you mean. <laughs> I think I did. But really, it's going down. I'm yelling timber is more just like tonight it's going down. Uh-huh it's deeper than it's much deeper uh, than a titanic reference okay
0: (laughs) october that is the cruise and obviously you're gonna be performing a brand new album
1: yes and i'm so excited i can't wait for people to hear it i'm so i'm like dying
0: just wondering um back to one of the records you did bring up is that one of the with uh, redemption is that one of the deeper records or is that a pop record? resentment resentment i'm sorry not redemption resentment (laughs) by the way.
1: Redemption's also a good song title. I'll write it down.
0: By the way, after resentment comes redemption. Yeah, but is that a deeper record, or is that going to be a popular one?
1: Um, that one is definitely a more introspective, talking about personal relationships and the importance of unearthing the resentment that is there, and talking about it so you can move through it. Deeper. Little, yeah. I mean, the record is not all just like wild pop songs. I mean, there are plenty of those because they bring me joy and it's like brought me so much joy making them and thinking about my fans and they hear them and hopefully dancing to the shows I'm going to play. Like that's one of my favorite things in the entire world is seeing it pay off at a show and just seeing people jumping and dancing and yelling the words. That's the best feeling in the world. But I also to balance those out, to show kind of like the whole spectrum of where I'm at in my life. It's not always that. And I think that's okay. So there are definitely some slower songs and introspective. And then there are some ones that encourage you to get, like, a little nuts.
0: The album is you. Yeah. January 10th, that is the album High Road, Raising Hell. That is a single. Kesha? You're amazing.
1: You're amazing. I
0: could -hmm. talk to you for hours. You
1: can edit the part out where I said I'm hiking in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about how I was hiking and writing the song and the words weren't connecting with my brain.
0: (laughs) If you see Kesha hiking, she could be sleepwalking. I'm probably sleeping. (laughs) You're really incredible and I'm so excited for this album. and Raising hell.
1: Let's raise some hell.
0: This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.